passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, all right, we're, we're at the kind of, you know, summer is over for most people. Summer, the season is actually, you know, still going on. And it's definitely still the off season, obviously, for the NBA. So I think it's time for uh, another edition of Keeping Up with the Knickerbockers. And uh, the saying, once a Nick, always a Nick, hell is true. Uh, last week when former Knicks guard Derrick Rose got married to longtime partner Elena Anderson. The wedding was officiated by Joe Kim Noah, a former Knicks, uh, Knicks player and, of course, a teammate of Derrick Rose on the Chicago Bulls. Also, there was Todd Gibson there who played with D. Rose in Chicago and in New York. And Alec Burks, who, of course, played with Derrick Rose as a teammate with the Knicks. Now, it's unclear how many, if any, current Knicks were there. I, I was scouring the internet to see if there are any more current Knicks. Uh, I bet almost anything that Tom Thibodeau was probably there. Um, we'll talk about Tom Thibodeau's weekend activities soon as well. But uh, given his relationship with, with Rose, I assume Tibbs was there. But a lot of former Knicks uh, showing up for Derrick Rose in his wedding. Congrats to him. Uh, meanwhile, several Knicks posted pictures of him hitting the gym hard, as we always see with these NBA players. So you got Mitch Robinson, who posted on TikTok that he's been in the gym uh, working on post moves, positioning, and free throws was the comment he responded when uh, asked by a fan what he was working on during his uh, his video he posted from TikTok. Uh, also, you had Emmanuel Quickly getting high praise from celebrity skills trainer Chris Brinkley, who posted a picture of them working together and said, quote, Emmanuel Quickly showed last season he's arguably the best six man in the league. Instant offense, check. Efficient, check. And literally top five in the league on the defensive end. Uh, check work ethic is 100, which was the emoji that he used. So, high praise 
from Chris Brinkley on Emmanuel Quickly. By the way, I'm happy he mentioned the defensive stuff because that gets lost a lot with Emmanuel Quickly. Sounds like somebody who maybe is trying to help Quickly get this bag that is going to come to him <laughs> one way or another. Uh, talking about uh, Quickly's defense there. And then finally, uh, we had some Knicks also doing some champagne in the campaign this weekend, as Jalen Rose would say. So R.J. Barrett uh, was a distinguished guest at the Blue Jays game last week as he flashed off the FIBA bronze medal. He got to talk to the broadcast team during the game and talk about the honor it was to uh, win a bronze for Canada, the best basketball performance Canada's national team has had in uh, like 80-plus years. And Tom Thibodeau. Uh, was joined by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski at an event to raise money and enthusiasm for a St. Bonaventure NIL collective. So the connection there is that Woj, of course, uh, went to St. Bonaventure. He talks about it all the time. Uh, but Tom Thibodeau's dad, Tom Thibodeau Sr., also went to St. Bonaventure. So I want to start on that one because I'm always trying to piece together, like, when information drops, especially with this team because we – Everybody knows very little because of how much they don't talk to the media. But I'm always trying to piece together like what information I'm getting from where when I hear Knicks news, especially from the national reporters. I kind of I am taking a little bit of something from Tibbs and Woj uh, being at this thing, other than the fact that, of course, they have a connection with the St. Bonaventure thing. But it does make me wonder if we hear this news about the Knicks. We've heard the Knicks, you know, Woj said the Knicks were interested in Chris Paul. Uh the Harden thing, which seemed a little weird. It does make me wonder if there's maybe there is some kind of tie with him and Tibbs. And that could be something where when we get information on the Knicks that uh, Woj may have an inside track on that uh, lane. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Something to keep an eye on. Um, I think it's a lot of it's that St. Bonaventure stuff. Um, Tibbs is uh Woj rather is an outspoken supporter of uh, yes. his alma mater. So, so credit to him for that. And he, you know, at, at every, at any turn um, he's always looking to, uh, hype that up a little bit and there's that connection there with the with the Tibbs Thibodeau family um so yeah but it's something to keep in mind if we uh you know if the story comes down the pike and we have to learn one side of the the story and the other side of the story um it's it's worth filing that away as uh, some potential information source yeah I definitely think it, it is and look I will say this if you're saying buying venture you're trying to raise NIL money I mean it's pretty good get to have Tom Thibodeau and Adrian Wojnarowski in the fold. I mean, you know, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski's relationship to agents and players, you would assume that that, you know, could then attract uh, recruits who may want to, you know, go to St. Bonaventure. It's not necessarily a, a, a recruiting haven or a basketball, you know, superpower. So uh, it's probably a good get for St. Bonaventure to have Woj and Tibbs in the fold. So, We've had plenty of Knicks weddings this offseason. So we've had Isaiah Hartenstein. We've had Jalen Brunson. And now we had, uh, again, I'm going to call a sort of wedding, a pseudo wedding, a Knicks wedding with Derrick Rose, who um, obviously is not a Nick anymore. But he did propose to Elena uh, at Madison Square Garden, which seemed like a pretty cool proposal. So we've seen the guests at these things. Uh, we've seen the setups of the three weddings. Which one do you think you prefer to go to the most? I think I got to go the Brunson wedding. You know, just okay. the, the most current Knicks there to see the face of the franchise tie the knot um, with his high school girlfriend. And it, it, we, I'm sure all the weddings were fantastic and, uh, you know, and, and had their fair share of fun. Uh, but we have video proof of uh, dance floor activities for, for, for current and former Knicks and um leon rose in the house get the hobnob with him and the, the head coach tibbs and then all those guys so I, I think i'd lean towards the the jb winning yeah i think 
it's so funny because on the one side, like the, the, the JV wedding is interesting because the JV wedding is definitely the wedding where you're like, oh, there's people I like there, but then there's people I really don't want to deal with that are there, you know, because you got Nibs there, um, you got Randall there, and I'm like, oh, do I want to, like, you know, if it was me, like, like if me as a person, if I was just a regular guy who didn't care about the Knicks or wasn't like a guy who talks about this team, maybe I would say, oh, yeah, I would go to that one. Part of me is, oh, man, I got to run into these guys, like these guys heard me ranting about them would they give me a side eye or whatever i don't know so part of me would be like ah oh, maybe the jv wedding wouldn't be as 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 safe for me but um that is definitely the most star-studded wedding of them so it's like going to a wedding like with your parents and your parents friends you can't really let loose you know like, yeah yeah some of the some of those people there they, they might have some stuff on me now if i, if I do too much so i i might want to keep it away i'll tell you what i feel like I, I, yeah, I said it. I said it at the time. I feel like the iHeart wedding didn't get enough love. I mean, it was like on. Yeah. It wasn't on the beach, but it was like there was a beach background. It's in California. Weather beautiful. I mean, that seemed like a pretty decent shindig as well. The rose. I was trying to figure out where the rose wedding was. It was hard for me to tell. I haven't seen anything online. I couldn't tell what the location was. Um, a lot of Chicago Bulls. So I don't know if I would have taken the 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 rose bait as much as I love the rose. Um, Noah was a terrible Nick. Uh, Todd Gibson, of course, was a, you know a Nick who's good, you know, good, good guy, great locker room guy, good leader. Um, and Alec Burks, did, of course, did his thing as well. But uh, I think I would still be leaning towards the the first two guys. I guess I I would probably do Brunson, but I would I would second guess and think, man, a weekend in California, uh, Southern California wouldn't be too bad uh, at at iHeart wedding. So um, definitely, congrats to all the guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, so definitely congrats to all the guys and, and, and their wives uh, and many happy years moving forward for them. And then uh, finally, we got the workout stuff. So, you know, Mitchell Robinson, I thought him, you know, he's very he's very much a social media guy. Like he, he, he responds to people. Sometimes he does things that probably are ill advised on social media. Uh, but here when he posted himself working out on TikTok, he then commented to a fan that he is working on. Um, as I mentioned, uh, positioning, post moves, and free throws. I, I think this is actually something. I don't think that this is nothing for me, only because we've seen Mitchell Robinson workouts in the past, and we've seen Nick fans actually go after his workout trainer in the past because we've seen Mitchell Robinson shooting threes, doing between-the-leg dribbles and stuff. And, and I think that there is something to having those kind of ball skills and then that helping you being comfortable on the court regardless of whatever situation you're throwing in. So I don't want to say that that's nothing. But sometimes we've seen that almost seem like the focus of his game and him almost trying to say, look, we'll come next year when I start shooting threes. We know that there's there's no way we'd ever want to see Mitchell Robinson shooting threes or trying to isolate uh, on the perimeter. So the fact that he's working on these very specific things that he needs to work on, like he needs to be a threat around the basket. So if he can add a drop step, add a hook shot, that could help him. It's not like we run a a great post-up plays for him but there are times where he's gonna have mismatches they're gonna throw him the ball he's gotta be able to do something other than dunk or just get clobbered so he gets fouled and goes to the free throw line speaking on the free throws of course he needs to improve that free throw percentage i was thinking it's crazy i'm uh, you know you're a crazy nick fan you start dreaming about this team but actually had a dream that i was being interviewed about mitchell robinson and they were asking me like what percentage does mitch have to shoot this season for it to be like a success for him and for me, I mean, I gotta see him shoot sixty percent. Like that, like he's that's gotta be his. That's gotta be his goal. Like he, like I can't imagine or assume that he's gonna be an automatic guy at the line. That's that's never gonna happen. 
But this was a guy that did used to shoot 60 plus percent of the free throw line earlier in his career. He's kind of gone completely by the wayside the last few years. But if he can get to 60 and just make some teams pay for hacking a Mitch or when they just clobber him under the basket so they don't let him finish or he can finish him and once, that would go a long way. And then positioning again, that's talking about the fundamentals of the game, fundamentals of his position, whether it's defense, whether it's offense. Um, we know he's an excellent offensive rebounder. So um, the fact that he actually mentioned that these are the things he's working on, he's not working on threes or something else, I think is a good sign for Mitch. Let's see if the proof is in the pudding. You know, it's, I, mm-hmm. I think somebody got in his ear and said, listen, we don't don't post videos of you shooting threes in between. You can do yeah. all that stuff. Knock yourself out. You know, however you want to stay in shape, if that yeah. is better, is that your form of cardio, awesome. You know, uh, it can't certainly cannot hurt uh, working on your handle and, and you know, and, and catching passes, et cetera, all that stuff. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. But yeah. what – you can't do that and then shoot 48%, you know, some 50% three seasons in a row um, and look worse essentially year after year after year. And yep. to your point, 60% is a good number. Um, it's what he shot his, his, his um, uh, rookie season on like 135 attempts, 140 attempts. So it was on a yeah. small sample size. Um, the it just and that's one of those things where you know it, it that that you can work on and come into a season looking complete. You know you can rework your free throw straight. The the, the his the the um, how flat his shot is 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 amazing. Um, again, you know we we've seen the the the, the that Korean league where they're shooting off the backboard and like eight of the top ten free throw shooters are shooting eighty percent. Um, you know do these players today don't want to shoot underhand? I get it, I guess you know. But again, <laughs> if you can make a hundred million dollars by you know working on a sky hook and shooting underhand and making 75 percent of your free throws um you'd think somebody would would give it a shot but you know they they refuse to do so either which way get with somebody that's going to improve your and then go on social media and show yourself shooting 50 free throws and making 40 you know something along those lines or just show yourself with an improved free throw stroke greater arc you understand that the the, you know because these are not you know advanced you know shooting analytics yeah um, these are just stuff that 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 uh, you know eighth grade coaches you know could could implement. Um, so in the summer is the time that you can do. It. It's hard to do it during the season, but if you spend a month taking a thousand free throws a day, and you know first you make you know forty percent, then you make fifty five percent, then you make you should be able to make seventy five percent of your free throws in a gym. Um, you know you should, and, and you can see it even the ones you miss. They you know it's front rim, but then you, you get a yeah. friendly roll. Um, as opposed to just completely flat, just change the arc on your shot, change the, the the mechanics of your free throw. That's the one thing that can really significantly, dramatically uh, improve uh, Mitchell Robinson's, you know, because all the other stuff is a lot of it's effort and, uh, you know, yeah. offensive rebounding and using his size and his strength and his athleticism. Um, you know, he, he still made a really positive impact, but that's the, that's the place where he can kind of take his game to the next level. And if you want more offensive opportunities, show folks that when you get you know, to the free throw line uh, that you know when they throw your lobs and you get fouled, it's not, you know, 0 for 2. It's at least one of two and we'll get a point on that possession. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It just—it feels like Mitchell Robinson has the opportunity to really jump into that upper 
not upper, but like that next echelon of, of big man, wherever he is, wherever you rank him, it feels like when last, last few years, you had injuries, you had him gaining too much weight and getting too muscular than having to lose weight to get in shape. It just feels like a lot of the issues that have kind of played Mitchell Robinson and not allowed him to kind of play at, the, the, at, at an elite level or elite level for him. A lot of those are gone. And I think we saw that kind of culminate in how he played against Cleveland, where he absolutely dominated two bigs that people look at as, you know, two of the premier young bigs in the league, Evan Mobley, uh, uh, Jared Allen. These are guys people think extremely highly, highly of in the NBA. And Mitchell Robinson was able to basically erase those guys yeah. for five games. And and if, if Mitch can, can, can get this free throw thing out of the way, where, again, I'm not saying he's got to shoot. 75%. That's not going to happen. Right. But if he can make 60% of his free throws, all the other stuff that we're talking about, his elite offense rebounding, we know how he is as a defensive anchor. It feels like Mr. Robinson can really kind of establish himself as one of the better bigs in the NBA. But this is like the one thing that's really kind of, I think, now holding him back because all the other stuff is gone. I don't really have those yeah. super injury concerns. I know he played, you know, only 59 games last year. But again, I think in this today's NBA, for a guy his size, you got to just pencil him for 60 and hope that. Nothing catastrophic happens. He gives you that. He gives you his defense, his rim protection, his offensive rebounding, which he arguably may be the best offensive rebound in the league. He has four and a half offensive rebounds a game last year, which is absurd. Like, there's no reason why he shouldn't be one of the top six centers in the East. I mean, like, like, I, like if he's not there already, five. Like, I mean, he, he should be right up there. But I think that this is, like, one of the things that's holding him back. You know, even the fouls. Remember, he used to foul yes, out all yes. the time and foul people left and right. Even that kind of went by the wayside. He only averaged 2.7 fouls a game last year. So this is the only thing that's holding him back. So uh, Mitch, if he wants to get to that next level, this is this is what he's got to do. He's got to get to that uh, 60% mark on the free throws. So I just called up his basketball reference page. Yeah. Um, over the last two years, he's attempted 303 free throws and made 147. That's 48.5%. So just some quick math. If he makes 60%, uh, that's 180 free throws. So that's like an extra 40 points. Oh, you know, that, that those that adds up over the course of the season. Over the yeah, course I think of I mean, next game that they lost by two, three, four points. Like, and if he wants to stay on the floor, him. if he wants to stay on the floor late in games, you know, teams are going to start pack a Mitch. You know, we, we saw teams kind of experimented with a little bit here and there, um, but it's only going to continue if he gets more dominant on the defensive yeah. end. And you know how amazing he is, is on the offensive glass. Um, so, again, those are that's one of those things. There's not much, you know, you can't work. You can't grow three inches in the summer for some players that are <laughs> undersized. You know, you if you're a 37 percent three point shooter, it's hard to get to be a 40 you know, or 33 percent three-point shooter it's hard to get to be a 39 percent free throw three-point shooter um there's a lot of stuff that goes into it um but free throw shooting is the one thing you would think that you can work consistently on um it's it's obviously there's a mental component to it um speak to a sports psychologist there's just a lot of stuff there um that you would think would be able to uh you know, you know make a, a come into camp um with the with we should when he when he gets fouled in his first preseason game let's hope we see a different free throw stroke that's that's kind of you know what you got hope for at this point yeah, I think that's what we're all hoping for, as you mentioned. It, it, it you know, a 12-year-old can see what's wrong with Mitchell Robinson's free throws. Yeah. I know some of us, we all try to be shot doctor with R.J. Barrett's threes. That's a little harder mm-hmm. with Mitch. I mean, you're seeing the ball basically going up on a beeline for the front of the rim. Sometimes not even getting above the front of the rim. Yep. It's just got to get more on the shot. So, 